0: NapaBroadcasting.com, the online radio home of napa valley college welcome back to napa valley college now on napa broadcasting thanks so much for being with us today for a long time napa was a quiet backwater in the world of culture and entertainment certainly that's all changed dramatically in the past few years napa's become a center of culture and entertainment it's been an important part of visit napa valley and the work they've been doing to try and bring tourists here It's been happening at wineries and, of course, all the events that you know, the Lincoln Theater, the Uptown, the City Winery, and even at the high school. But a lot is also going on right here at Napa Valley College. We're going to find out a lot more about what's been going on and what the future holds as we're joined by the brand new Dean of Arts and Humanities here at Napa Valley College, Catherine Wilkinson. Catherine, thanks so much for coming in.
1: Glad to be here.
0: Well, welcome. Tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, first of all, where you came from and uh, how you wound up here in Napa.
1: How much time do we have? (laughs) It's a long story, but I'll try to hit the high points in a hurry. Uh, I'm here because I... I love live and breathe art, and I I love being surrounded by creative people, and I'm intrigued by the life of the imagination that's always out there exploring what if. And that's really at the heart of art. It's also at the heart of intellectual inquiry, and part of why I'm here is because I've taught humanities and... uh, That's one of the areas in my division here at the college, to include humanities in with arts, performing arts, theater. I came from a large college in suburban Chicago, and at that point uh, I was overseeing programs in several disciplines in the arts, including graphic design, theater, motion picture, film. We also included mass communication and as well as the visual arts and the performing arts and music theater and dance. and i I loved knowing what was happening with our students in the classrooms, what was happening with our community that came in to experience the things that were were being taught and and uh, completed and in, in the class projects. It, it was a great environment for stimulating creativity and and just, curiosity in general.
0: And you indicated that was a larger uh, environment. This uh, here at Napa Valley College is a bit smaller. Talk a little bit about the pluses and minuses of that in terms of the things that you want to do.
1: Oh, sure. Well you know, here, I'd like to say you can throw a rock to the other side of campus. (laughs) And you can't really, it's a good hike. And I spend a lot of time walking all the way from (laughs) the north end of campus to the south end to encompass my entire division. But uh, the nice thing about small is that you get to know people a lot more quickly. And I think it's easier to feel a sense of ownership. When you're at a bigger institution that like the one I left, you tend to get lost in a sea of faces and a sea of places, even It, it, it would take, you know, a good 25 minutes to walk from one end of campus to the other. And so I I like the almost neighborliness of Napa Valley College. And I think the size that we have is really good for being able to change and grow. Uh, We can't turn exactly on a dime, but we can turn a lot quicker than a a much larger institution. So I, I, I like that ability.
0: Talk a little bit about what you found here, some of the things, some of the programs that you've seen here, some of the things you liked, and some of the things you would like to be able to add as time goes on.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, this is Napa. That's that's one thing to like. And... Um you can't ignore the place when you're talking about a college. You're, you're very much a part of your surroundings. And so, um, you know, I find a great surrounding, and I don't want to overdo the term, but it's very fertile. I mean, I think that there's a lot of forward-thinking activity here in terms of how can we plan for the future, how can our college grow for the future, um, what are going to be the needs for our society down the road that we can educate for now. And so, um, you know, I see, th- I see those opportunities here. I think another thing that really attracted me to this area is that um, California has been a part of my family in many ways uh, and uh, so not having to fly to California for that (laughs) is is a nice plus for us so in in a way this job was in my backyard. Uh, I would be very proud down the road if we could look back at the college and see where we've contributed to really thousands of students who've taken what they've learned here and gone off to pursue their dreams and um, you know to be able to say that that's what we contributed in Northern California would would be tremendous.
0: Talk a little bit about the programs here and some of the things that you would like to see expanded and and added over time. I mean, you've been here a short time, obviously, but as you look down the road, some of the things that a couple of years from now you'd like to see incorporated.
1: Well, I'll dream a little bit. I don't know if I can make these things happen, but uh, we have an enormous uh, amount of creative work in the visual arts here, uh, both 2D, 3D. We've got a wonderful ceramics facility as well as as, uh, drawing and painting, printmaking I would love to see more of that work out in the world. It stays in the classroom, or even sometimes in the portfolio, and and nobody really gets to enjoy it. And least of all the artist. the artist really needs to experience what it's like to have other people look at their art. So I think displaying art, even if it's an art fair, or maybe it's an art gallery, it it could run the gamut from ways to display um, artwork. I think that would be really great too if we had more opportunities for people to learn in in short term and and kind of experimental settings. Right now we teach a lot of 18 week classes and that's a big time commitment, especially for someone who's just kind of getting their feet wet in a new area. They want to take a class and learn a little bit. And so I think we have some more opportunities along those lines at the Upper Valley Campus. But I, I would really like to see us Reaching people in a more relevant way with uh, opportunities that don't require a full term, a full time commitment to studying for eighteen weeks. Mm-hmm. I think we also, you know, everyone at colleges wants more people. <laughs> we want more students. We want more faculty. We want more support for all of these things. And so, I I think some growth in areas to really. S- uh, support our mission would be really helpful. Um, that could be some more recruiting efforts that really get the word out about what we're teaching that would attract more students. And I think making this a very attractive place for more faculty it would be nice that they know they've got the um, foundations to come in the classroom and be the best they can be.
0: Talk a little bit about the role of the arts at community colleges, both where you were before and here, in an institution that is focused in large measure on career and technical as part of its mission, and also on a lot of students who are preparing to transfer to four-year institutions. What is the role of the arts in that framework?
1: I'm gonna take that question at a very basic level. And so my thinking about the role of the arts is not limited to community college. I think the role of the arts is really to expand the mind in a good, healthy way, uh, to inquire, explore, um, ask those questions that are what if, certainly being able to think in that in that vein is great for community college because we've got students here that are facing tough decisions and trying to re- wrestle with new material and they've got to be able to think in a, a, a very thorough way and I, that's a good way to help students even if they're in a career and technical program they could still benefit from studying art listening to music watching dance reading literature um, Certainly, art serves a lot of our students who are transferring because they're actually going to try to specialize in in one mm-hmm. of our fields. But but you know I think way beyond that, just to have a have a world experience that is um, not always predictable and not always the routine mundane. You know, art adds the spark, and and so does sound, and and so does designing space. And so if we can build people who are in tune with those parts of our life to live more fully and more completely, I think that's really the the role of art.
0: Is there a technological component that you see anywhere in this? Has technology changed how we look at the arts?
1: I would say absolutely. Technology has made so many things happen quickly. You know, it used to be if you were in photography, you had to take the time to mix the chemicals and develop a print and then wait and then watch and then right. go back and try it again until you got it just right. Or even in, you know, a field closer to yours where you're doing sound production and you had to go back and cut tapes and things like that. And, you know, now we can just hover around with our mouse and click, click, and we've we've got lots of different versions of things. So I think in, in that way, technology has made uh, the creation of art much more efficient. Um, it's also broken down a lot of borders uh, because technology has provided this incredible—you know—I can send an image to somebody in Tokyo and it's there instantly, and so we don't have these barriers that used to stop us geographically. Technology has brought um, people much closer together, and, and I think that that's—it's it, helped people share their art. It's helped them share their ideas. And it's also helped them be co-collaborators on things. I mean, you know, it's nothing now to have a team that's got players in San Francisco and Chicago and New York. You can still have a virtual meeting and and work on a project together. And that brings a project right now that we have underway for our Shakespeare Napa Valley productions this summer, and we're collaborating with people in California and in Indiana, and it's no, no problem. So in a way, you know, uh, technology enables, enables that collaboration, and I think that's wonderful.
0: And we should talk a little bit about that. That's going to be happening, as you say, on the Up Valley campus uh, this summer.
1: I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I am not completely familiar with the Upper Valley, and so this is going to be a new experience for me. And I think maybe for many of our audience members, it's a new experience because this is a change in venue. And so, from what I hear, we're going to be out under the clouds or the blue sky, as it may be, and. The uh, events will be on the lawn area. We've got kind of up in your face Shakespeare. It's not gonna be a big fancy formal theater setting. It's more kind of like walking down the street and oh, there's Shakespeare, great. We're hoping that this will make the um, productions more accessible to a lot of people. And I believe there's a chance to come ahead of time with a picnic dinner. Mm-hmm. And I know picnic dinners are pretty common in the Napa Valley. Right. And so. they will be
0: wine available. <laughs> well, there, I, well, that I don't know about. it. I'm
1: not planning the food exactly. But, but I know that the...
0: Napa Valley, there'll be wine okay, available. <laughs> okay,
1: the theatrical content is going to be wonderful. One of the events that we're... Uh, staging is a world premiere, and I'm not sure if you knew about this, but the uh, playwrights are connected with Reduced Shakespeare Company in San Francisco, and they have, they have discovered, and I put that in quotes, one of Shakespeare's long-lost plays, and hmm. that, that's going to be the, um, the topic for the, the play that's new, at, that's premiering in St. Helena this summer.
0: And talk a little bit about the theater here and some of the things that have been going on there recently and uh, what what might be coming down the road.
1: Okay, well uh, most recently we've had two very successful student productions. One was Lydia and uh, this was back in early spring with a a largely student uh, filled cast directed by Jennifer King, one of our theater professors. Then uh, in April, we produced Once on This Island, which is a lesser-known Broadway uh, musical, and uh, I was so thrilled to see a large dancing component, which really added to the production. And the theater is designed such that you're really not too far from the stage. and Getting a nice view of the dance um, scenes was, was really uh, a treat, and it was a very colorful display of costumes and set because the story is based in a Caribbean community, and of course all the color that you think of with the flowers and the clothing is what we saw on stage. So it was very exciting production. As the year ends, we've got a lot of student events that are highlighting the achievements of students in other fields, but they're going to be on our stage being recognized for various accomplishments, scholarships, and, and whatnot.
0: We should say as the academic year ends. We don't want people okay. to think that the year went by You're right. too quickly. You're,
1: my whole life runs in <laughs> academic years.
0: So... <laughs> Totally understand. Talk a little bit about the theater itself. I mean, there are so many people, I and mean, we've talked about this, that drive by, that know that the theater's here, that see it here, that have never been inside it.
1: Well, please, come on. Uh, we'd love to have more people coming in the door. My first impression when I walked into the theater was, wow, it's very stunning inside and it's complemented by the fact that there's so many windows in the main Paul Ash lobby and out those windows you have the gorgeous Napa hills i mean you know you can't get any better than that i'm really glad the architect designed it that way to capitalize on the space around us we also have a studio black, black box theater that seats are around 80. Our main theater is about 400 and it's equipped with you know full rigging and lighting that you would need for a, a full-blown professional production. It's a great working and learning environment for our students, particularly those that want to go into in professional careers. They, they've got great experience here working in our space. And we also have a voice recital hall uh, that is used for music majors, music performances, and uh, perhaps some smaller chamber music uh, recitals. But that's just the public part of the space. Behind all of that, and, and at least 50% more of the building, is our classroom and teaching space. We've got an actor's lab, we've got a uh, piano lab, we've got lots of practice rooms and uh, rehearsal rooms, as well as offices. So it's it's really a living, working performing arts lab all week long, not just what you see on stage at the shows when we're open for performances.
0: And the stu- most of the students that are in the performances or are participating in this, are these students that are planning on a career in the arts or is this something else that they're doing to broaden their horizons and to, to really experience the kind of things you were talking about earlier?
1: We really run the spectrum in answering that question. We've got some people who said, not me, never, I'll never be on stage. And some friends said, oh, you should try it. And so they reluctantly went to an audition and discovered, you know, sometimes a hidden talent. But we've also got students who are very focused. Uh, They know they want to transfer to the California state system. They've got real clear career goals, and they're going to get it done in four years, and they're very motivated. And, and so we really do serve a broad range. We've got other students who are studying, you know, philosophy. I met someone last week who's ushering at a show who's studying psychology, and, and this is just a love to be in the performing arts as a, as a bit of a, a hobby. So yeah, we've got all kinds. I might even get up there someday. We've got a student production actually coming up this spring in in our studio theater that was completely student-written and produced, which is, that's just the sort of thing we want, you know? As soon as we can turn those students free to, to be their own drivers in their projects, that's that's great. So yeah, we have a really wide range of people who are involved, and, and we're always looking for more opportunities to serve people, and we even take volunteers from the community at large who want to come in and help with, with uh, serving refreshments, ushering, things like that. We also have volunteers who help with costuming and, and some props. And, you know, it's a great way to have your, your fingers in the pie, but not be tied down to a job.
0: Mm-hmm. What's the best way for people to keep track of, of opportunities that the public might have to see performances?
1: Well, my uh, office puts out a lot of publicity, and we do that in conjunction with the Office of Public Information. We have a mailing list that you can uh, get your name on it, and we'd be glad to send you announcements. We try to... Keep our website up to date, and the year schedule is always posted there. Um, We've also got a box office. You could call at any time and leave a message, or if it's uh, during regular business hours, get your questions answered about events.
0: Well, I thank you so much for coming in and bringing us up to date.
1: You're so welcome. I'm glad to have been here and had a chance to talk.
0: And, you know, we'll have this conversation in a year from now or two years from now (laughs) and see how it's all worked out. Catherine Wilkinson, thank you so much. You're listening to Napa Valley College Now on NapaBroadcasting.com.